Hi, I'm Lucy, a spiritual life coach. I'm Cheryl, a fitness and life coach. Welcome to our podcast, Find Your Happy. Every week, we discuss different ideas and techniques to help you live a happier, more purposeful life. So let's get started. If you're a mum that's fed up of feeling whatever you do isn't good enough and you're ready to transform your mindset and gain the confidence to live a life beyond your wildest dreams, then check out our free workshop. There's a link in the show notes and it'll help you discover how to banish mum guilt, burnout and self-doubt and how to manifest the life you've always wanted. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Well, I only saw you last night. I know. <laughs> How nice was that to actually be able to go out? Oh, it was really nice, wasn't it? Just to, to be out, to have a... I had a gin. You were on the soft drinks. So on the, in the UK, we're now allowed out back out in the pubs again, but we're only allowed in pub gardens. I went to pick Cheryl up last night with our other friend um, for a, a drink. And it where we were going... It's quite countryside isn't it? Very By countryside open fields. Yeah. Um, and she comes out of the house in just a skirt. I was fine. You were you not were, fine. You were colder than me. You had to have your jumper wrapped around your legs. I actually had my jumper on and my coat wrapped around my legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. I was optimistic. I like, I'd bought a new skirt and I was like, oh, I want to wear it. So I just thought, fuck it yeah but we had a nice night anyway didn't we We did we had a nice night it was all a bit strange um after such a long time of not going anywhere yeah and having to wear a mask to walk to the table table when you're outside anyway was a bit weird yeah it is odd but it was nice yes it was very busy yeah it was nice to just be around people wasn't it and there was only one wasp yeah and one moth which you kind of half caught sight of and you weren't sure what you'd seen. And I saw the look on your face. Oh, yeah. I've decided I'm not going to be scared of moths and birds anymore. Right. You just, yeah, just going to get over it. Yeah, I yeah. actually am. Yeah. I think I am. I think I might need some, like, therapy for mine. Because I was covered in ladybirds as a kid. And that's what set this oh, whole... Really? Yeah. But remember what I was saying to you last night? If, the, if that's the worst that happened to you... And yeah. Nothing, and you didn't The die, wasp stinging me. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't really the end of the world, is it? A wasp thing in you. Unless you're allergic, obviously. Yeah, that could be quite bad. But, um, yeah, so have you been up to anything else this week? Um, I have been busy at work and I feel like I've been running around a lot this week. Rushing here and there. Yeah. Um, but can't recall where I've been rushing to. <laughs> I probably make myself rush more than I need to. Um, you had a migraine that you... Yes, I did. Crystal, yeah, I'd put, made the mistake, though, of putting all my good crystals in my water bottle. And my water bottle's like a two-litre water bottle. So you couldn't fish it out. And I couldn't fish it out. So I was like, what am I going to do? Ah, oh, I'm a problem solver, me. Put that water bottle on, on top of my head and off I went. Yeah, see? And I was fine after Magical, about 10, 10, 15 minutes. Um. People were walking into my office questioning I think, are they not my used sanity. To this? 
They're getting used to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're getting that. So just as they get used to it, I feel like we need to get weirder. I think doing weirder I stuff. think I do. I mean, they just got the used to the fact that I had the crystals in the water. Yeah. Then they walk in the office and I've got the bottle on my head. Yeah. So, you know, I've taken it to a new level in their opinion. All talking of crystals. Yes. Have, well, we, have we mentioned this ooh. on the show before? Oh, I don't know. We've mentioned it on our Instagram. Have we done it on Instagram or just TikTok? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, but guys, things are changing for us. We did it. We <laughs> took the leap. And what basically, what happened is, is like what always happens in these scenarios, Cheryl tells me about <laughs> something, I then have to try it and then make her do it as well. So we've ended up with Moldavite each. We have Moldavite. And you, you, it's basically a magical space yeah it's a space rock space rock crystal yeah came in a meteor yeah back in like 14 million years ago yeah a meteor hit the earth in czechoslovakia mm -hmm. and there's not loads of it left now is it it will run out at some point it will run out and it gets more expensive doesn't it yeah more, so we haven't got a, we haven't got a massive part but it's an, it's enough to have been making moves already hasn't it yeah it's made some changes it's meant to be like a transformative Yes. Crystal tactite. Yeah. That speeds up. If you need change in your life, basically, it's meant to speed that up. So say if you were in a relationship that isn't good for you and isn't going anywhere, it might end that relationship. That's yeah. what we've seen people It wants in. to get you on the path that you're meant to be on, yeah. isn't it? So anything that's standing in your way of being on that path is going to be removed. Whether that be what feels like a bad thing for you at the time, um, or a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's moving out of the way. And it also enhances other crystals, doesn't it? Yes. Um, what have so you been you're... keeping yours with? Are you keeping it next to anything? Because I've heard different I, things I, about that. I don't know why I do this, but I often just put it on top of the smoky quartz. Yeah, yeah. You um, feel like they're drawn to each other. Yeah, it just sits nicely on it. Yeah. Um, so say if you wanted to develop a spiritual gift, you might use it with a crystal that helps that type of thing. Which a smoky quartz would yeah would do that. So you'd speed up that process. Yeah. So we've it's been a lot of people are scared of it. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Um, if you look online, there's a lot of it about it on TikTok. If you have a look, but um, and I've got to say we have had some bad days. We've had a few bad days with it. Yeah, um, it does seem to magnify whatever you're feeling. Yeah, um, so it, we've had days where we've had to message each other and be like, what the hell? Yeah, normally we're not like, one of us will be like, oh, this, and then the other one like cheers the other one up. But we're yeah. both having a few bad days in a row, which yeah. is weird, wasn't it? and they seem to be on the same day, yeah. so it wasn't uh, wasn't the best. So but... I think I'd say I wouldn't recommend it unless you were 100% ready for some sort of change in your life. Yeah. And if your emotions are really quite... Um, strong and mm. they wave from like sad to happy i wouldn't necessarily recommend it if it's going to enhance it even yeah more. you've got so to be pretty, sadder, in a pretty good place i think yeah um and mentally quite strong yeah. to deal with the changes that are coming and quite secure in your relationship would be a good one yeah if you're, uh... yeah definitely um so this week we are going to do something a bit different aren't we yeah i mean i'm excited <laughs> so last week i hope you've all listened we spoke to dr alex yes and he recommended a book for us to read 
called There Is Nothing Wrong With You by Sherry Huber. And obviously I had to get this book because I was very intrigued. So I've read the book and Cheryl hasn't. And I'm just going to go through some of the concepts from the book and see what Cheryl's opinion is live Ooh. on air. Here we go. So first of all, Cheryl, let me show you the book. Look at this. Isn't this a different type of book? To me, it reminds me of like a book I would see in school. Yes. Yeah. It looks very educational. Yeah. Um, really look, creeped out by the butterfly. But so. it's all, that's to do with change, isn't it? Yeah. A, I know. The chrysalis and all that. Yeah. Book. I've probably look got at that the, wrong. Look at the inside. Look at the writing. It's in like a handwritten font and there's pictures and stuff. It's like it's oh. aimed at teenagers or children but it makes it so much easier to read i read this book so quickly so do you think they chose book. that font on purpose i wonder i don't know but yeah. i believe this book should be in every school Ooh. so basically the book is about going beyond self-hate okay and so many of us have self-hate i would say yeah especially how she explains it in the book you can see how it starts and how the cycle just continues and continues until you become more of aware aware of it and you can stop it. So the the true state of being then, they say, is when you think of a child who's like two or three mm -hmm. and they're just pure happy, aren't they? They're just yeah. living their best life. Yeah, nothing's and, affected them yet. No, <laughs> and then... Basically, as a society, we get have to teach them rules and what not to do. And and, conformity. Yeah, and we knock all that individu individuality out of them. So she starts off by saying, unless you were raised by wolves, the chances are extremely good that as you were growing up, you heard at least a few of the following, um, which is how self-hate starts to form. Okay. So don't do that. Stop that. Put that down. I told you not to do that. Why don't you ever listen? Wipe that look off your face. I'll give you something to cry about. Don't touch touch that. You shouldn't feel that way. You should have known better and on and on and on. I feel like I say those I far know. too regularly. We, we, we have all heard it and we've probably all done it. And whether you're a parent or not, I'm sure you've said it to someone at some yeah, point in your yeah. life and you wouldn't even think about what. We, I do apologise, as I'm going through this episode, I will be flipping through the pages of the book, so apologies if you can hear the pages turning. So, she's then basically saying, the process of socialisation teaches us to assume there's something wrong with us, to look for the flaws in ourselves, to judge the flaws when we find them, to hate ourselves for being the way we are, and to punish ourselves until we change. And we've been taught that this is what good people do. Oh, that's sad. It is, though. Yeah. But when you think about it, that's all you... You're, you're taught... No, that's wrong. You don't do it like that. In school, you're taught that. Because you to, to, yeah. to learn something. Yeah, correct doing, processes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says, It doesn't teach us to love ourselves for our goodness, to appreciate ourselves for who we are, to trust ourselves... To have confidence in our abilities and to look at our heart for guidance. We've been taught um, if you have those type of behaviours, that's like self-centred behaviour. Yeah, I can see that. You're only thinking of yourself. Hmm. 
It's interesting concept, Very, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to think about on with that. Lots of process. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. This is gonna be like the whole um, show. Me saying like bombshells like this. <laughs> so she says, "What happened to you? Not who you are makes you angry, fearful, greedy, mean, anxious, etc." So we learned behaviours when we were very young in order to survive. And we were taught to hate those behaviours and to see them as signs of our badness. Yet we must keep doing them because they still mean survival to us. Um, and then we hate ourselves for doing them. So she says, the trap is, I believe I must be this way to survive. I hate myself for being this way. Which results in self-hate equals survival and survival equals self-hate. Oh, vicious circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says, identity is maintained in struggle and dissatisfaction in trying to fix what's wrong. So we're constantly looking for what's wrong with us. We're constantly creating new crises so we can rise to the occasion. And to ego, that's survival. I see. She says, it's very important that something be wrong so we can continue Tini to survive yeah. it. Yeah. How strange are we as a race? I know. I that yeah, we say that though, don't we? People are drawn to drama, mm. where it's really about that exact cycle that she's discussing. Yeah. And it's basically, as she goes on further, a way of busying your mind to not just be yourself. That's crazy. It's a way of like, avoidance. We're, we're all like mass controlled, aren't we? Yes. Keeps us in line, doesn't it? Yeah. You know how I feel about as, that. Same as though I feel. <laughs> Um, this is random because I do love these. I do love a murder documentary. Mm -hmm. I love the murder podcast. Yeah. But what a great way to scare people. Yeah. Don't go out because you might get murdered. Yeah. It's very, very... Very controlling. Yeah. Very easy to um, to manipulate people. Yeah. Yeah. But that whole boom of the murder documentaries and stuff, that's done wonders for the powers that be that want us to not go and do stuff, hasn't it? It has. Um, so she says, self-hate is a process, so it's a how, not a what. So, if I'm a worrier, worrying is the how, the process, and the things I worry about are the what's, the content. Right. She says, the simplest example is if self-hate is hating my body, okay. too wide, too fat, too short, too long, too tall, too thin... It doesn't matter what I do or what I look like, I will never meet self-hate standard. So what's the point? I'm never, ever going to think I'm good enough. Never, ever be happy with yourself. No. Yeah. Because when you say you got to the weight you wanted to be, you then wouldn't be happy because self-hate will tell you, oh, well, what if you put the weight back on? Then you're not going to be happy. And it's this constant cycle of yeah abusing yourself, I suppose, really. Um... She says, self-hate is not hate, is not hating me to help me. It's a process of hating, and hating is just what it does. The process of self-hate is so much a part of the average person that we don't even recognise it. We think we're just doing the things that will ensure we'll be good. It's normal, we say, everyone does it, which is what we do. Yeah. We're all just trying to be good people, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Um... And we, but we think the way to be a good person is to look the way society wants us to look 
based on whatever country you're in because everyone's got different yeah and look how um those things have changed over time periods when you look back at pictures of women you know hundreds of years ago and they're all displayed as sort of larger more curvaceous yeah. and how men used to wear like well not dresses but you know like in henry the eighth times yeah, they yeah. wear loads of jewelry yeah and... Yeah, and it all changes, and we all try to conform with the standards that we're we're seeing at that time. It's it's quite sad. It's something that doesn't really empower you, does it? No, because you're still just trying to conform. She says a scam self hate loves to run, so it's confusing for someone to conclude that they aren't loved because there is something wrong with them. So I want to be loved, but there's something wrong with me. I need to fix that, even though I'm not really sure I know what it is or how to fix it. But I must keep trying anyway, because I really want to be loved. The person who is trying to become lovable spends much time, attention and energy trying to be good and earn approval from others to be perfect. And then when they're not perfect, they try even harder to get perfect. And the cycle continues. Wow. She said, basically, when we're all, like, self-hating, it's like we're on a journey and we're completely lost and we don't know the way to go, but we just carry on going in the, in the same direction because we don't know what to do, so we just carry on doing what we've done for oh, years. Oh, yeah, I feel, I feel like um, until we recently um, started our... Well, not so recently. Uh, when we started our journey... Yeah. Um, I feel like prior to that, I was probably just flailing around. Yeah. So her answer to... What is the answer to self-hate then? And her answer is compassion. So once you recognise the thoughts that are going through your head... Yeah. If it's something that's negative, then anything that you think about that's negative isn't there to make you feel better. No. So you have to acknowledge it. Mm Mm-hmm. And say, I know that's not true. Yeah. Like that. Okay. And be actually compassionate to yourself. Yeah. So love that, yourself. That that's definitely something I could get on board with because I do that next best thinking yeah. thought. It's a similar yeah similar type of thing, isn't it? So if you think of something negative, think of the next. You replace it with something positive. Yeah. I just yeah. Sometimes there isn't a positive. No. Sometimes so that's it's when hard. you would just say, I know that's not true. Yeah. I can understand that. So a big part of the book is um, Sheree, or Sherry, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, sorry, is saying things just are, not everything is good or bad in life. We are, so society or us growing up, we've been taught that things are good or bad, bad, haven't we? We have, yeah. Um, But she's saying not everything is like that. It It isn't just good or bad. Things just are. We are, are. We're in the present now. We just are. It is what it is. Yeah. And I like this concept. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> if the past is the past, the present is it is. Don't yeah. stop like just be in the moment basically. Yeah, live in the and moment. Stop thinking everything that's happened to you is either good or bad. Okay. Yeah. So when we say about positives and negatives, I was just explaining that that it isn't necessarily just think of positives. Or things that have happened to you are negatives. Things that have happened to you could obviously could be bad. 
good people can do bad things bad mm -hmm. people can do good things yeah but not everything has to be put into a category, a category. yeah sometimes I like that. something just is what it is it is it just is it is yeah and we just are and you need to be in that present moment and just be so she then um goes on to talk about um this is what i call it as well you know your inner voice i just call it like the voices in my head but not yeah. in a i've got a Psych something psychologically wrong disorder something wrong yeah. with me just that you hear a voice an in inner monologue that, yeah um and she is saying like like we have we say don't we just because you hear that voice in your head it doesn't mean it's true no i hope not because my inner monologue is crazy yeah um and she says if the um she wants to emphasize that it's important not to believe that these voices have helpful information for you about yourself mm. so if anything they're saying anything that is negative towards you then don't believe it as we've mentioned previously yeah um she then talks about egocentricity so she says egocentricity is the illusion of being a separate self separate from everything ourselves each other life the universe that results primarily from the process of social conditioning and egocentricity is interested in one thing and one thing only, and that's just survival at any cost. And it will say and do anything to remain in control of your life. It will come through any door and it will stop at nothing. So that's okay. when... That's the very basics of... Your ego. Human. Yeah. So you know when they say, talk about you are you, and then your ego is the thing that is more... Well, she's saying it's about survival, but that's where like je jealousy yeah. and self-hate mm -hmm. and that type of stuff comes in, isn't it? And it's like the ego taking over and not actually just letting you be your self. Be your true self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she says, self-hate has many different voices and you just need to be aware of it. So it isn't always stuff like, I'm ugly, I'm fat. I'm thick, no one will like me, like blatant stuff like that. Yeah. It can just be stuff like, I don't think I'm doing this right. If I were, say if you're trying to meditate and it wasn't working, then you're thinking, oh, I'm not doing this right. Oh, my attention wouldn't be wandering. I wouldn't be thinking this now. That's, yeah. She's saying that is self-hate. Oh, Anything, okay. anything that yeah. isn't positive is self-hate. Okay. And she says, most of what we've been taught to believe, we had to be taught to believe. We had to be taught to believe it because it isn't true. Mm -hmm. She said, this is why children have to be conditioned so heavily. Think about when your kids were younger and the amount of times you'd have to tell them something over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, she said, as a child, you never would have reached those conclusions on your own. That's interesting. She said, if That's we... really interesting. Yeah. If we could, for a moment, look at what we've been taught to believe with an unconditioned mind, we would see that it's not true. Only it's not true. It's absurd. That's so Some of the stuff oh, we do as a society, we just... We're conditioned. Yeah. Yeah, it, that is... Um, I love that. That is really good. I feel like I, I want to get my kids to read this. I know. That for definite. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So she said, where did all this self-hate come from then? Um... And we've spoken about socialisation, mm. but we're going, she's given us a good example here then. So 
she says a child has a need so say the child is afraid of the dark and wants to be comforted mm -hmm. the need is rejected so her parents say you're just being naughty you shouldn't be getting out of bed go back to bed this instant yeah which we've all probably done if we're parents yeah the child comes up with a behavior as a means of survival in order to get that need met so for example being afraid of the dark mm -hmm. they might sneak a torch into bed with them yeah to remedy the, the situation and then the next step the child simultaneously identifies with the authority figure who didn't meet the need and says oh like mum or dad's right i'm bad for being this way um why am, why do i have to be afraid of the dark why am i so stupid no one's gonna love me like a little kid that type of thoughts are running through their head it's crazy isn't because it? all they were is they were just trying we thought you just need to go to bed you need to go to sleep it's night time but they yeah. might have genuinely been slightly scared. afraid yeah. yeah um and they're too young to understand anything more than that basic need that they're they were scared of the dark and they just wanted someone to yeah make it better for them and then this is what she says is the birth of self-hate so the child decides they have to be perfect to do everything right to be good so their parents love them and that is that that's survival yeah and she and then they, then they at that moment they think they don't love me because there's something wrong with me because i'm afraid of the dark and my brother or sister isn't afraid of the dark they're not getting up if i just if i can just be perfect then and i won't do it again then they'll love me and then that's the, how the cycle begins and i can see why dr alex would recommend this book yeah because of talk, discussing that childhood trauma yeah. from such simple things as oh um you why did you do that that was stupid yeah and there's such a small comment that you can make can have such a detrimental impact I on know. a child but, it, but it's not like don't as he said, never go away from reading something like this and beat yourself up because yeah. you know you've said something like that to your child because we only learn from our parents and they only learn from their parents. Yeah. No one is out there trying to be a bad parent. No, you're trying We're to do the best. Yeah, we've all been socialised. And this is what where me and you have both got um, got to the stage where we're like, well, we, we would... Although this book could, could make um, a parent feel guilty about their behaviours because you'd look back on all the little things you've said to your children yeah. and feel bad about it. We know that we were doing the best that we could do yeah. at the time. Uh, as with we, the way that we were conditioned. For, we're, all, we're all... I don't believe any... Unless there, there are extreme examples, but yeah. I'm talking your average parent, mm -hmm. I don't believe anyone sets out to think, I'm going to be a mum or a dad and I'm going to try and fuck this kid up. <sighs> I don't care. That's, that's not what happens. No. You, are just doing the best you can at that time. You might be going through a shit time in your life mm. and you physically can't give any more to your child than you're given. And yeah, there might be habits, you know, and... And impacts, uh, but... That, that you... Yeah. But you didn't do that on purpose. You might have had something happen to you in your life that that is the only... You could you were just doing the best you could at the time, weren't you? Yeah, so we all... No, definitely need do not... to forgive ourselves, Do not really. from this episode think we're telling anyone they're bad or anything because yeah. we're not we've we've all done that but it's it's interesting to be able to recognize it and change it yeah. going forward isn't it it is very much so um and the next section let mm -hmm. me turn the page she says some of this stuff was so like when i was reading it i was like oh my god it's so like it just genuinely makes me sad i'm i know i like 
cry at a lot of stuff, but I do did have, I was welling up at times. When I say I cry at a lot of stuff, I don't cry. I wouldn't sit here and cry in front of you. Yeah, I'm not like that extreme. No, just no. To be clear. Um, so, no. so not that there's anything wrong with that either. But I can't just, recall you crying in front of me. No, because I still would have that hideous thought of it's a weakness, so I would never want to cry in front of someone. That's it's. It's Why funny, we, isn't it? It's just how yeah. we up, isn't it? Oh, dear. Um, she said, if you had a person in your life treating you the way you treat yourself, you'd have got rid of them a long time ago. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, that is brilliant. She says, again, if the voice is not loving, don't listen to it, don't follow it, and don't believe it. No exceptions. Even if someone, even if your voice in your head is telling you it's for your own good, it is not. This is self-hate. Like it very much. So, this brings us to the end of the episode, but obviously there's still a lot to talk about. So, Cheryl, do you want to continue this conversation next week? Yeah, let's roll it over. We've yeah. never done a rollover. Oh, it's not a lottery rollover, unfortunately. No, sadly. Sorry. <laughs> but there is a lot. It's a wisdom rollover. Oh, yeah. And that is Priceless. worth more than money. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Bye. See you soon. Let us help you continue getting your shit together. Subscribe to the podcast to catch every episode. And look out for our mini-sodes where we discuss the ridiculous things we've done over the years on our own quest for happiness. Follow us on Instagram at findyourhappyofficial. Catch us on TikTok at Find Your Happy Official. And we have a Facebook page called Find Your Happy Official. Until next time, stay happy.